humans, I'm Wiley, and you are listening to Sex Stories, a podcast where normally I pepper people with questions about their personal and or professional sex lives, but today I have the pleasure of having Kathy Kay of the Strictly Anonymous podcast return to listen to my bucket list updates. So enjoy. So why don't you go through your list and tell me what the fuck went down since we last spoke? Okay, so since we last spoke, the spanking skirt was a great success. Phone sex has been incredibly fun. My foot fetish research is ongoing, and I want to clarify a couple points about that when we talk. My new flogger set is amazing. I'm getting good. I have the two-handed, like I'm practicing my Florentine flogging, practicing on a stool currently, but I'm ready for butts. Like, I'm ready for humans. And then I've been doing sex stories in the park. That is super duper fun. I did an attempt at my masturbation vacation, but it's we're going to need another one. I'll tell you why. And then I got some, like, incredible inspiration from Layla because I was telling her about killing kittens and how we were talking about her and then that just like spiraled into future bucket list things so that was like the most exciting stuff and then I have some stuff for the future that I'm noodling on that I would like to get your opinions on in terms of where I point my energy next so okay so that's Layla from Curious Girl Diaries I forgot to say you're Wiley from Sex Stories podcast you do what I do on your show interview people but you also mentioned there that like you have done like live videos with people in the park. But do you want to start, like, where do you want to start with your list? I want to start with the spanking skirt. It was so hot. So I got a listener recommendation for which skirt to buy because I was like researching. I went to a couple sex shops in person. You know, like I got my floggers in person. I do want to order some like nice artisan ones at some point, but I want to like meet the people. Anyway, spanking skirt in the store. There was only one and it did not fit me. It was too big and it was like red leather. And so I ended up ordering this beautiful, like stretchy. It's from Maison Clothes, which I is a fancy lingerie brand I had never heard of, but now I want way more things from there. So if anyone wants to send me presents, I will wear them. And take pictures in them and share them with you. But yeah, so the spanking skirt has a little hole cut out for the ass. So the ass cheeks come through. And I like sent a picture of it to my spanking lover. And he didn't like clock that it was a skirt. Like he was like, cute shorts. And so then (laughs) when I saw him the next day, I just wore it under my like long overshirt thing. And it was discovered and very much appreciated. He was like, this is a great target. (laughs) He's like spanking. So that was super fucking hot. I want to try it with thigh highs because it kept writing up a little bit but I am fucking into it and I want to wear it out in public you know we were kind of like sharing that fantasy of like he was like so you could be wearing this at dinner and then I could just like you know I don't want to bench find a bench put you over my knees so that was super fucking hot does that spanking session end with full-on sex like is that spanking like the foreplay and you get really hot for that and then you fuck with that skirt on like how does that scenario end Well, it depends. It depends on the day. The thing that I adore about this lover is like, yes, we fuck, but also like P and V sex is not the main focus of our connection. Like he spanks me a lot. It does. It turns me on. It makes me so wet. So I read a book recently called Sex and Shakespeare. And this was just like maybe, I don't know, a month and a half ago. And I remember being like, huh, like, wow. So this is her whole sexuality. Like it's this more so than that. And I'm like, I don't identify with that. However, I do get super fucking wet when I get spanked and he gets hard and that's so hot. And I'm in a moment where I am loving blowjobs. And I don't know if it's because this person in particular like enjoys receiving them so much. So it feels extra good for me to give them. But sometimes it's just, I mean, it's not just, but sometimes I'm so extremely satisfied by his cock in my mouth and he is spanking me. I don't even know configuration wise, like I don't know what's happening half the time. 
But I feel like when there is a cock in my mouth, I can take so many more spanks so much harder for so much longer. And I really get off on having the bruises. Like, I don't come from spanking. That's not the point for me. Although I did talk to someone who has. So yeah, so for me, it's part of the like, oh, no, wow, that's a great question, Cassie. I don't know if it's foreplay or during play. Well, listen, I know that there is a whole other school of thought and I'm on the other side of it. Right. And I learned this by doing my show. You take sides and I just love everything. Yeah, okay. so we're different. That's side. why we're having this conversation. It's good to have two people that are different. Yeah, there's a lot of people that believe that, and I'm one of them, like I'm going to give you my standpoint first, like what group I'm a part of, like the part where like if I'm going to have sex, it has to end in an orgasm or I didn't like finish the meal. It's kind of like you're hungry, you go out to dinner, but you didn't eat the food. You know, that's how I always saw it until I started doing my show. Mm -hmm. And once I started doing my show, I talked to so many people, especially in that world that I think you exist in, which is the BDSM kink world, where that does not have to be a part of it. And like they schooled me on that and taught me and made me realize that a lot of times, you know, it's like the guy that goes to the dungeon. He doesn't want to like blow his nut there. He wants to live with that feeling even longer if he doesn't come, you know, like kind of that's what it's about. Because to me, I'm like, if you Mm. get so wet and you're getting spanked and you got his cock in your mouth and you're so horny and you can't come from spanking, how are you not like fucking put it in and, you know, get me over that mountain? You know what I mean? Like get me off. Oh, I do big. I mean, there's moments too where like, I'll flip over or I'll like need his hands in my pussy. Like he's really good at fingering me too. And so like, I love to have a cock in my mouth while that's happening. Like I love to feel kind of the loop. I also am such an experience oriented person. Like, I don't know. I come all the time at home and I do come with him. It's just, I'm not trying to get to the orgasm and I don't come from Spanx. That spanking session that you just told me that you went over with the spanking skirt, he was like, what the fuck? Like, that's so hot. He's spanking you. You're getting wet. I don't know if his dick was in your mouth, but I wanted to know, like, did you come at the end of that session? I don't know that I got the answer. Oh, I didn't come at the end. I came... In the beginning, middle, maybe. I don't know. I don't keep track of the timeline so specifically. But like, yeah, he made me come first. My mouth was all over him. Okay, so there was like an orgasm in that scenario, but it wasn't from the spanking. It was maybe before whatever. I was just wondering because in the BDSM world, sometimes there isn't the orgasm. It's kind of interesting to me because I always want the orgasm. But, you know, so I was like, oh, are you just like getting spanked and leaving like soaking wet or having sex at the end because you're like dying for it because it's like the best foreplay ever? No, this one definitely wants to make me come and... Sometimes I do prefer more edging or especially if it's like, you know, sometimes I don't want to have an oxytocin dump with a partner and I'm just an experientialist too. So I like all of it. And I, I really love, I really get turned on by like adventure and the excitement of my partner. Like I'm finding that is just the hottest thing for me. And so it's not about having like a deep personal emotional connection where we're going to put all our lives and finances together. But it's more about like, are we in sync right now? Is this hot for both of us? And that is like what takes me to the next level and usually gets me closer to an orgasm, you know. But if I don't come during a session, then I'm definitely going to masturbate to it a right, lot right, later. Right. Yeah, no, that's what I learned. <laughs> I mean, like I said, I always want to have an orgasm at the end and end it. But I did learn through doing my show, like I said, especially people in the BDSM world where that doesn't have to be the end all be all. Because when sometimes when people are like telling me their hot sex stories and then at the end they're like, and I never 
have been able to orgasm and I never orgasm with these people. You know, if I'm talking to a hot wife, I had a hot wife on once and she was like, and I never have orgasms with these guys. I'm like, so why do you do it? You know, but I, I've learned that for some people, it doesn't have to have an orgasm for it to be completely pleasurable. Yeah, it's all different things. My personal origin was like not having orgasms because I like didn't know how with a partner and I was too anxious. And so I think I also just like have always gotten off on the whole, like if the whole experience is good. And again, I get a lot of people that are like, oh, my, they should always make you come. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, yes, do it. Yeah, yes. If that is what you want, you should definitely get that from your partners. You should definitely communicate about it. It's not always like my top priority because I would rather just see what unfolds. This is also what I am loving about phone sex. Like, it's so fun and just finding the overlap with the people at like, woof, you know, and, and that is not always about coming. Sometimes that's about edging. And but then I'm in the more dominant role, too. So I don't know if you have other spanking questions. No, no, no. Go to phone sex. That was the perfect segue. OK, so I actually haven't officially had regular phone sex still. I had one brief video call. The person said the power went out. I think maybe someone walked in because they were talking very quietly anyway. So I never got to actually do the video call. But I've mostly on Sex Panther been exchanging like voice memos, photos and videos with people. And it has been so fucking hot to hear what people are into. I have trampled someone in fantasy. I have received lots of goddess worship. And then I've been asking people for like detailed tutorials about how they touch themselves because I love seeing how people touch themselves. So I've been getting like very specific videos and just like fun fantasies like I was someone's wife and we, you know, there was a cuck fantasy happening and we couldn't let the conservative family find out they'd make us get divorced, you know. So it's been really fun and really playful and like, because I'm using the platform Sex Panther, because my one partner who's far away, who I have a crush on, like, we're not at the phone sex level yet. Like, we haven't had regular sex yet. So I, I don't know. I don't know how to initiate it. Although I feel like that's a stepping stone I could do. But whatever. Divine timing. It's been very interesting because people are more likely to reach out to me via text and then I'll respond. I love to use voice, photo, and video. But I'm realizing for myself, like, I love having a good reason to engage with someone. And so if I don't know what they're into, I'm sort of like, ah, uh, excuse me, I need to know something about you. I can get inspired very easily, but not by a vacuum, you know? So that's the part that I found very, very interesting about, like, engaging with people. And then just, like, once someone does share, I feel such a hot sense of permission to just play. And it's been really, really fun. Like, and people I love, like, they're so fun. They're so creative. I haven't had any, like, negative experience. So that's a line, though. Like, where could people find that line? Because I feel like some guys are like, what? I could, like, you know, call up and leave a message and tell her exactly what I fucking want. And she's going to, like, send me back pics and shit. Like, how do people get on that? Sext Panther is the platform. So if you just go to sextpanther.com slash W-Y-O-H, like, Y-O, that's my profile. And so... People add me. I'm still learning to use it. I'm only a couple weeks in and I haven't I haven't been doing it every night, Kathy. I've been doing it sporadically because I really am not a schedules person other than recordings. But yeah, anyone can sign up. And so they pay me. I think that's the other thing that feels so juicy, yummy and good about it is I don't know if you are. I mean, I feel like you probably are in the same boat where it's like I receive so much energy that I didn't ask for from people who don't introduce themselves, who expect me to go meet them in the world. Like I had a person recently be like, hello, I'm going to be in California, like hours away from me. I would be honored if you would come meet me at the airport. And I'm like, who are you? I'm doing a big shoot this weekend. Like if you would like to 
pay me more than I will make as a photographer and videographer over the next three days. Like, maybe I'll cancel my plans and come hang out. But like, you didn't send a LinkedIn profile. You didn't say anything about yourself. You didn't say anything. That's a pretty fucking big expectation. And so to have people come on to Sex Panther and like, you know, pay me for a voice memo or a video or a call, like it's hot. Like, I think that's so hot because I've had so many experiences in my life where like, I haven't felt appreciated or respected and so to have people show up and clearly be like hey no you're a goddess and i'll show you you know that's hot i think that's what have been the kinds of things that guys want what's that you like you said goddess worship which you love what is that that's just them telling me how beautiful i am and what they would like to do to me you know oh (laughs) i thought it's like a specific fantasy I mean, for some people, I think in real life it is. And, you know, it's definitely something that I've been exploring over the last year or two as I'm like, okay, I am practicing all of my receiving. I'm practicing, you know, I have a degradation kink and being an out loud public figure in the sexual realm, that's not a helpful kink for making money, which, (laughs) you know, I'm gaining friends like you who are helping me, you know, know my own value. And so being this goddess feeling like worship pleasure on my body or like in the fantasy of on my body that's hot that's so hot to me and having people just offer to serve me or having someone be like yes goddess I would be so happy to have your spit all over me to turn into a puddle you know like I don't know it's just silly it's playful and it's fun and interestingly it's very easy for me to go into a dominant persona at least through the internet so far you know like I mean I have some experience leading people but never like as a dom in real life because I'm like nope, you would have to pay me for that. And I'm not, you know, I'm not working as a pro dom right now. So yeah, it's been really hot. Like some of the intro messages are such sweet invitations. And I found that it's also inspiring me to create better invitations for people. Like getting a message from someone that's like, hello, you know, do you like to trample weak, pathetic men? And I'm like, (laughs) as a matter of fact, I do, you know, especially when they deserve it. Like, yes, you know, and then finding ways to get more information in character, like in that role play, I had someone else be like, Hey, babe, like, you know, do you want to do a role play fantasy, which I love that explicit communication out loud of like, hey, I'm acknowledging this is a role play fantasy where, you know, we're high school sweethearts and we're married, but like you fuck so many other dudes and I get so jealous. And so I was like, babe, I love it when you pretend to be a stranger, you know, like it's just so fun because I haven't had very many playful partners in the realm of role play like I've initiated in the past and my early experiences really got shot down. And so this feels like liberating and healing. And I'm also great, you know, I'm grateful that in real life, I have a couple of play partners who are adventurous. And it's a little like, yes, there's a little dynamic, but it's a little more like, you know, not formal role play, not formal BDSM, just like down to go for adventure. But I'm just realizing I love playful people who are like in touch with their sexy parts. And does it turn you on? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Like, for the guys, you know what I mean? Or even if it's women, I don't know if it's men and women, but I mean, for someone to know that this is something that you're doing and it really turns you on, I think that that's always like the best. I know. Well, maybe I shouldn't even say that out loud though, because then I get so many messages because I get so many messages from people, random strangers around the world who I don't know, maybe they do or don't realize that literally thousands of people listen to us, like hundreds of thousands of people listen you know, and so, but they think that because I like it, I should give them my attention and energy and turn on for free. No, no, they have to go to Sex Panther. Yes, but I have to train so many people, even people who like me, and then they want to share their fantasy. Then I get it, but I'm just like, well, are you going to treat me with the care and attention that you would a regular person? Are you going to fix my HVAC? Are you going to pay for a new, like, everything? <laughs> you know, so it's like, ugh, I don't know. I've noticed that 
societally, there seems to be a pattern where when a woman likes sex a lot, we devalue her unless she's like, nope, I'm a goddess, pay me. And so I'm working my way into that. And it's, you know, I think the more gross messages, like, I don't know, do, do you have experiences like this, like of people just kind of boundary pushing or wanting more than you're actually offering? Not really. I'll say that. But I will say that my phone sex story gone wrong was a guy I, I do offer on the side for people that don't want to come on the show and they're afraid even if I change their voice, they're going to be busted. They could have a private call for, with me. I happen to love my private calls. They are the most interesting stories fucking ever. I can't even tell you. I'm always like at the end, like, oh my God, I wish you would have, I would have been able to air this. Yeah. They're so good. I get like really twisted in-depth many layered stories on those calls but the recently I had a, a young guy call and I could tell he was jerking off and I don't do phone sex sorry like I'm very clear I'm just a host of a show I don't share my sex life like that's like a separate part of me like I said I'm not a sex worker I'm a host of a show and I talk to people about their sex lives so this young guy was obviously jerking off and you know they pay me up front before they book the call right so I already have his money and I'm like listen I am not going to sit here and get you off but I started asking him questions you know and those questions led to him revealing to me he's like a you know in his late 20s he's still a virgin you know I wound up giving him like 45 minutes of therapy and he was so grateful and I'm like like when you wanted to have phone sex call a phone sex person you could get off but like that's not what I'm here for when I'm here for is what we just did, which is I pulled out the fact that this guy was living in fantasy land and do, paying for sex all the time instead of living his real life. And that's why he's still a virgin. And as long as he does that, he's never going to get out there. You know, he's so afraid of rejection and dealing with the stuff that real people have to do when you enter into your real life and you go out and try to meet real people. You know what I mean? So I wound up like helping him. And I, so I see those kinds of opportunities sometimes as uh, like I try it like in that situation, I turned it around and I loved that. And we had an amazing conversation that's and amazing. he was so grateful, you know, so I always have a lot of that in my show and that's where I always take my show. So I think I get more of people that are really coming to me when they're at the place where they do want to hear the right thing. And even that guy, I said, you didn't call me because you wanted phone sex because on some level you knew that wasn't going to go fucking down. You know me, you know my show, yeah. you know I was going to do it. So subconsciously, this is what you needed and this is where you're at. And that's a good thing, you know, as far as what, because that's just what I do. But I have tons of people on that do what you do. And it's a matter, I mean, it, this is a big part of your bucket list, right? Because we've talked off air that you really want to go more down that road to be a sex worker and get paid, but do it in a certain way. And because you're also a host of a show, you have to figure out those boundaries. And I think, you you know, you'll get there through experience and, and through figuring it out. But I do think because you're going into this other, place you have to learn a whole new way you know I'm not in that world so it's easy for me to keep clear boundaries you know but you're kind of in two different worlds now right so it's going to be a little bit difficult to navigate at first but you'll figure it out and they'll figure it out yeah well and I just think it's so generous gracious and kind of you that you didn't just immediately end his session yeah and that no. you like let him transition into something did he stop touching himself or did yeah he oh yeah no and that yeah no no no. that <laughs> totally ended I mean as long as I was hearing that noise I'm like it's not gonna happen but I have learned that you know sometimes when people are doing things like that over sexualized you know sort of pushing boundaries in a sexual way that you know they're calling out for help you know so I try not to shut that down immediately and try to get to 
the underlying issue, which I did get to. I love that. That's what I do best. And that's what I enjoy, you know, so I actually really helped him. And that's why I do my show to get that kind of stuff. Listen, I also like talking to people that are just healthy and having sex and just fucking love it and are getting spanked and wet and love a cock in their mouth. That's all great stuff, too, you know, but. If somebody is doing something like that, I don't tend to just shut it down because I do believe that people act out sexually and it's for a reason. You know, there's something behind it. Always. You know? I mean, that's what we learn through our shows, right? Like more than anything? Yeah, exactly. Lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. We all know that the foundation to an awesome sex life is excellent mental and physical health. But if proper rest, exercise, and a healthy lifestyle aren't leading to the blood flow you'd like when and where you'd like it, check out BlueChew.com. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever the opportunity arises. And the process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office, no dealing with awkward physicians who aren't trained to talk about sex lives, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. They always say first impressions are important, but what about lasting impressions? Lovers, I do believe that we can always make loving, lasting impressions by connecting and being present and chasing our pleasure and our partner's pleasure. And if your priority is making a deep, deep impression between two beautiful, enthusiastic thighs or cheeks in the name of partnered pleasure, I get it. I've worn a strap on now. I, too, love having a hard cock. Blue Chew and I want you to have better sex. Discover your options at BlueChew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER at checkout. You just pay $5 for shipping. That is BlueChew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. You know, and to go back to your point from that story about the fear around rejection... I think that's part of what I'm experiencing. So I'm learning I'm a safe container where people feel like they can share all their desires. And that's true to an extent. But the number of times in the last six months I have had dudes in my real life who I am not romantically engaged with, who haven't invited me to do anything, who haven't added value in my life, you know, who are just wanting, but they come up to me and they're like, wow, I feel like I can share this with you. Just so you know, I would fuck you. I'm available for it. And I just feel like you're a safe space. I can tell it. And I'm like, well, yes. And also that's only part of the conversation. And what I learned when I was working with the pickup artist way back in the day, you know, that's where I initially was like, oh, rejection doesn't matter. Because I, you know, my whole early origin story is getting rejected and it's just a numbers game and rejection is just filtration. And so as I'm squiggling into the hierarchy and learning really what you're talking about, every single section like has different expectations, different like types of people who engage in those ways and you know so as i'm interviewing dominatrix you know the episode that just came out today she works as an online phone sex dom at night flirt but she also does you know real life in-person independent work and so hearing kind of the different textures of the people that she works with and then kind of like learning my own versions and then so far i've had the zero boundary pushers like through OnlyFans, Sex Panther, like anyone who wants to pay has been really sweet and lovely. It's all the people that like want to get stuff for free that I'm like, you can have my time, energy and attention for free if you apply to be a guest on Sex Stories or share a story or come meet me in the park. Great. Beyond that, like what are we doing here? (laughs) Pay me. 
Right. And I and I think that that's a part of you. The, the clearer you get about what you're doing and where you're at is, you know, the clearer the people will be that are showing up at your doorstep. Yeah. That's just always the way that it is. So the fact that you're getting clearer about it and you haven't had any bad experiences because you know what the fuck you're doing. You know what I mean? It's like it's to me, it's like what you put out, you get back. I've talked to some really vile <laughs> women in it was two of them in this business in the fetish sort of world they were girls that you know that charge for their stuff and they wrote me really vicious things about the guys that they had experience and one of them was a fan of mine who I had a very long relationship with and he was nothing but fucking cool with me and she had like the opposite experience and it was so toxic in this whole story and I was like you know it's so interesting that because you come from your petty, vile place where you don't even see these people as human beings, you know, and you're just taking them running. You could give a fuck that you have that experience. I've dealt with the same person and he's been nothing but lovely to me, you know. So I think you get what you put out, you know. And so for the girls that are just in it and they're taking money and they think these guys are fucking assholes because she said really rude things, you know, mm. then that's why you get that kind of behavior back to you. I don't get that. I get respect because I respect respect the people that are on my show and the people that call in and the people with all kinds of fetishes, you know, so I think that that's just a very true statement. And that's why you've just encountered sweet people. You're a sweet person. You're, you know, and you're clear about what you're doing. So it's all good. Yeah. And any of the weird messages that I get just through email tend to be people who are clearly on something because there's lots of typos. It's at a weird time in the middle of the night, (laughs) you know, and, you know, anytime that there is any sort of violence, whether it's just being vile, rude, you know, looking at someone as a trick or an object instead of a human being and, you know, you kind of lose that compassion. I'm like, all right, well, that person has definitely been traumatized in some way, shape or form. And that's been, I think, the hardest part about my horarchy research is I'm like, OK, I've, this is a big conversation about my personal privilege as an artist and a creator. And there's so much trauma in the backgrounds of everything I'm reading and learning. And, you know, At the same time, I think that where we are in our personal growth and evolution, you know, like those ladies who are being rude to those people, if those people are interacting with them, maybe some part of them wants to get treated shitty subconsciously. So I'm like, all right, well, we're all doing. Oh, no, consciously. That's what. No, no, no. That's conscious. That's that whole setup. Yeah, that was a setup where it's like a pay pig setup. You know, I mean, there is a negative connotation to that. So that's a kink. No, 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 no. But this was no, no, no. But the, the email that I got from this person was a separate story she the guy didn't show me the interaction between them her being rude to him she was telling me rude things about my guests that I knew do you understand her experience she was showing me exactly who she was and we all know that there's people in every field that are doing it for the wrong reason that's what I'm saying those people get that type of behavior I don't get that kind of experience I see the real people and the good stuff she got a different thing and I felt like it was her take on it because she was kind of like a petty person that had zero respect for men with this fetish and was just doing it to take their cash and Mm. like I get that a pay pig wants to be treated like shit but he should be treated like shit by somebody who like is doing that service in a positive way to help people sorry and there are women out there that do that from the right it's all about intention you know yeah I really resonate with that so what about your flogging so flogging, okay, there's not too much to say. I need to take, I need to like make pictures or video. I need to find a human subject. I'm sure I could very easily. But again, it's like, who do I choose? How do I decide? And so, yeah, I have the red floggers. 
Well, what about Layla? You are going to get to you are going to get to a place where you're doing some shit with Layla. <laughs> I feel like Layla's going to be in charge of me. That is part of the later update. I mean, oh. yeah, I guess, I guess Layla's history is as a submissive. But so here's the thing about all the bucket list things so far. Yeah, I'm not really documenting them because I don't have a crew. I don't have bandwidth. I haven't had partners that are open to being open. So I think this is all like testing. And then I think in the future, when I find professionals to work with, then I'll do that. I have gotten a couple of like outreaches from people that are like, you know, newbie novice, sweetie pies. But I'm like, well, I don't have the bandwidth to like do the production and teach you and interview you and fuck you and public. Like that's too much for a single creator by myself. Like that's the future TV show when I have a crew. Like we can interview and talk then. I think that's just where I am right now is I guess I could vlog Layla. I just couldn't make a video of it. So. <laughs> but I have been interviewing so many dominatrixes who like want to give me pain and are down to put it on camera. So that's just a matter of scheduling. And that's something I think, you know, with two professionals who are used to being on camera, who understand kind of how it works. I'm really excited for those collaborations. So that's in the future. That's added to your list. Okay, that's it's a new one. To my list, yes. And yeah, and so that's, okay, so I should update you on the masturbation vacation. <laughs> oh my God, but I know it's a fail already. What does that mean? Like, how do you not masturbate? Did you not masturbate for all weekend? Did you? <laughs> I didn't record anything. I like aroused myself a lot. I ended up only doing one night because the Airbnb that I like had my heart set on only had one night available in all of July. And I was like, what? So I have to really like plan in advance. So I think this is helpful. So I'm going to get something on the books for the next few weeks after we talk. I ended up feeling nauseous. Like once I got that, like, I don't know if it was something I ate. I don't know if it like I drank a lot of water, you know, like I was in the desert. I went to Joshua Tree. So I, I took that as an opportunity. You know, I did some photo shoots and I just sort of like let myself chill for a night. There was a beautiful pool. There was a beautiful hot tub. Like I just enjoyed myself and like let myself kind of take it easy because I was like, well, it's not sexy to push through and like create content because I said, I, you know, I don't create from that sort of place. I really want everything to feel good. Otherwise, what's the point? That's why I'm hit or miss on social media. That's why I'm like working on the newsletter. I just can't. I have to be in the real world and live my life. And so it was a huge turn on and a very good practice and did not achieve my goal. And it just makes me want to go back with a lover. And I was telling Layla, she's like, no, you got to focus on your masturbation vacation. And I was like, well, yeah, like, yes. And what I'm going to do when I go back next time, like, I because I've planned it all out, like, OMG, yes, was a sponsor last year. So I have access to their whole catalog. And, it, you know, they have all the different ways that you can, like, touch a pussy. And, like, they literally have an interactive thing that I think is strange on the computer where you, like, use the mouse to go up, down, left, you know, all these different formations. And I've never done all of those things to myself. A little bit I have. But Layla was like, no, you need at least two nights to yourself. If you're going to invite a lover... You need three nights total and they can come in the middle night, but then you need your solo time before and you need integration time after. And I got really turned on by that and called it a fuck sandwich. And so like, I've just been dreaming about like doing Layla fuck sandwiches like once a month or every other month. And then, you know, at some point she and I also have decided that we are going to like meet up somewhere at an Airbnb and watch a bunch of ethical porn because we're both like we need to research more porn you know like I've been watching the porn of my friends who I've been interviewing and like learning more about that world and she got really excited when I was like maybe you could help make slutty content of me yeah so we're talking about like her kind of directing me in future stuff and would you give us recommendations for porn to watch 
Yeah, I mean, like, you mean what kinds I like and stuff? Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't know. Like, I'm not one nowadays. Porn is so different than when I grew up. It's kind of like you never look at the same thing again. And it's kind of like the way the wind blows, like what I'm into. And maybe you just go and you just want a quickie. I mean, I use porn when I just want a quickie. And there's all different types of things that I'm into depending on the day. You know what I mean? It could be uh, so many different things. So it's hard to recommend. It would. It's like saying what... You you know, if we want to go eat food three nights from now, I'm like, ask me that day what I want, because I might feel like Mexican today. But three days later, I want sushi. I don't know until that time. You know what I mean? No, but both Layla and I were like, where do we start? We need to research, ah, you know, because I've again, I've research. just, been hit just go on Pornhub. <laughs> I know. Well, that's that's so that's the thing is like, I want to know that the person is getting paid for it, that it was consensual that it's you know Pornhub is of legal age but like I want to know that it's kind of like benefiting the models and performers so we're looking at a lot more like indie stuff or stuff produced by these different places right that's the ethical part of it Mm -hmm. yeah that's what I was confused about you know like what that meant to you guys and what that conversation was about Mm -hmm. that's of course that that stuff is important yeah so for me going on Pornhub for the last I don't know decade I don't really do it because it puts me in producer brain when the content is medium or not good you know and yeah and I just think like I just literally go into producer director mode and that's not hot for me and I'm not a person that's like oh amateur stuff only I'm not like that at all I have a lot of friends who are professionals but it's like beyond watching their stuff I'm like okay what next you know like and do I want to watch only mainstream stuff and like what is you know so it's funny though because I was just talking to someone who did a private call with me and he was like you just overcomplicate things, though. <laughs> I was like, well, <laughs> I hear that. I hear that a lot. I've heard that from people. I don't know how to help my brain filter better other than by doing this, you know, other than by sit- like who fucking have a bucket list with over 400 and something erotic items on it and can't like decide which way to start. Like I clearly have an issue filtering, right? Right. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Lovers, we are going to take a quick pause for a word from our sponsor. And they have given me notes to do a sultry female voice. So I'm very excited and I'm going to do my best. Did you know the Flora app is a safe place to open up, embrace your desires, and find like-minded people? This is the story of one couple who found the threesome of their dreams, discovered a new level of shared passion, and stepped into a whole other realm of possibilities. All thanks to Flora. As life's routines settled in, Robert and Lucy found themselves yearning to explore uncharted territories. So they downloaded Floor and embarked upon a thrilling journey of sensual experimentation, learning more about each other's desires in the process. Open-minded and adventurous, Robert and Lucy dreamt of adding a new dimension to their intimacy, sharing the touch of another woman, being witnessed and connecting in a way that transcends the ordinary. In Floor's diverse and accepting community, Lucy connected with Emily, a babe craving the same experiences. So they invited Robert to the conversation. The chemistry built and anticipation heightened as they exchanged messages until finally their agreed-upon date night arrived. A gorgeous hotel was the setting for their evening of pleasure, passion, and connection. A shared exploration that fulfilled each party's desires. Floor app celebrates the beauty of open-minded connections. It's a platform where fantasies come to life and desires are embraced without judgment. For couples seeking adventure with others or individuals keen on exploring, Floor invites us all to a world where every desire is a possibility waiting to unfold. Download Floor now, express your desires freely, and find like-minded people today. 
So I would assume Pornhub then would be way too much information, right? Because it's just like so many different things. You know, I feel like when I'm Googling porn or I want to get myself off and it's a quickie kind of thing, I do find that like I will just go through my brain, think about what's the thing that's like the biggest turn on to me right now today, Mm -hmm. you know, in this moment and then Google that, look for the, the hottest looking thing and then play it. And then maybe, you know, five videos later, I'll get it and be done with it kind of thing (laughs) quick. But I'm very specific. You know, I used to say I'm like oddly specific. I mean, you know, if you give me that, like right now, I could tell you exactly what I'm into right now. Like I'm specific like that. So that's what I'll do. I'll just go. And so nothing else will really be that interesting to me. But I think that that's the problem with porn, though, nowadays, is there is too much. You know, back in my day, you didn't live in my time. It was so much hotter because, like, literally, you would find, like, your friend's stash of porn or you would get one porno, you know, like a year. And you would just live off of that. And it was, like, the top of the fucking mountain every time because it wasn't available. And you'll never going to get that experience nowadays because you're just inundated and there's so much of it and it's so easily accessible, whereas, like, when I was younger, it really wasn't. So it was hotter in a way. And I think that OnlyFans is definitely changing the porn game. And I think it's changing it for the better because, you know, a lot of people that I have on my show who are doing OnlyFans now are real people that are getting off on people watching them, that are getting off on like what you're getting off on, like turning guys on, letting them watch them, getting off on them. You know, that's the real deal. That's what everyone's going to porn for, right? They just want to see real people that who love sex and a lot of times that's not happening in porn whereas on OnlyFans I think there's just a lot of content creators that are creating that amateur stuff that we all wanted I know that's what I always wanted I don't want to see a girl who's dry and who's faking an orgasm I want to see a real orgasm a real wet person you know what I mean I want to see the real deal and I think that you know what's killer about OnlyFans is you could find those people out there that are really doing it because they fucking love it Yeah. Well, and every time I interview like a hot wife or a hot wife couple, I'm like, damn, they exist. I need a stag. I need a cook. I need, you know, I need someone who like wants to go share me and like organize those things and like runs the content channel. That would be so fucking hot. (laughs) Would that be your setup in a relationship? Like if you met the guy of your dreams tomorrow that you really wanted to, you know, have a relationship with, like what kind of relationship would you set up? I don't know that I've ever asked you that question. Sorry to take you off your bucket list, but like, would it be, uh, you know, would you be in a situation, an open relationship and how would that look for you? Absolutely open relationship. I am not monogamous unless I've been thinking about this. The way that I would consider monogamy currently is if someone wanted to marry me for a set amount of time and I knew <laughs> like what, you know, I knew what I was going to get in the divorce. We had a project based marriage for a certain number of weeks or months or year. You know, I think I would go up to for a first one, I would do like a year at a time if I really liked them already. But other than that, I'm not monogamous. And I think even in a monogamous relationship, I would need like an extreme hall pass situation in case a really beautiful opportunity bloomed in front of me. All right. Forget about monogamy, though. So you're in a non-monogamous relationship. How does that look? Like, how is that set up? You do you solo play? Do you play together? All of the above? Like, how would you like to do you like to have your partner go fuck other women? Do you want to fuck other guys? All of the above? Like what exactly in the open relationship would you want? All of that. So here's the thing. I have been warned strongly by my sex worker friends of like, don't look for that. That will attract people who want to take advantage of you, you know, and at the same time, how can I help but be like totally obsessed with my 
porn star friends' husbands who like bring them food and encourage them and then like reclaim them after a shoot and or help them organize stuff and or like just like get turned on by their porn and or participate and or sit there and watch you know like jay is so hot <laughs> like that setup oh uh, the the guy that has the hot wife and he yeah. was a bull and now he's a stag yeah but he has like tendencies of cuck like for me a guy or girl who has dominant tendencies and is a sharer and at the end of the day like wants me to be theirs like is the person that's going to reclaim me that is the hottest if they would like to be on camera that is my dream come true if they also happen to be like mm, the producerial type who's good with a camera that would be a fucking dream come true i have incredibly responsive desire and yes in my perfect world i have a partner that you know we have synced up attractions to other partners i would love to date a person who is pansexual. I have a big fantasy about also just being like a regular third of a couple because I have a lot of fear around getting crowded and suffocated and I just haven't had an experience with a romantic relationship that makes any logical sense to keep one in my life regularly. You know, like I'm like add value though beyond fucking. Like I now have other ways to like fuck but that used to be my kind of like impetus for getting into a relationship and I only have had two boyfriends one girlfriend who had a husband and a master. So like it takes a lot to trick me into a relationship. I've never gotten into a relationship on purpose. Like for me, right? If I would have a boyfriend that showed up in my life tomorrow and I would like a relationship actually now finally for once in my life, but I would want it to be open and I really enjoy for my guy to go out and fuck other girls and tell me about it. Like, I think that that's hot. Like, I think so too. Not talk about reality. We're talking fantasy land. You have exactly what you want. What does that look like? I was just wondering what your kinks were. Like, do you get turned or do you have a little bit of a cuck queen in you? Do you fuck also yeah. have a little bit of like the hot wife in you where you'd go and fuck other guys? I never thought yeah. I would. But the other day when I was talking to someone about it, I was like, you know, like if my guy was like, oh, go out and fuck somebody because I'm into that because I don't like variety and I don't just like to go out and fuck a bunch of guys. I would go to one of my booty calls. Like, the, you mm -hmm. know, I have always a stable of them. People I've been there, done that with that I feel comfortable with. Like if my guy wanted me to go do that, I would. And maybe that would be like super hot because I know I'm doing it for him and coming home and showing him and blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? So like that's the kind of stuff I would be into set up in a, my relationship with the guy that of course gives me all the other things and then this is the way I would set it up you know once you have that stable thing that's just what I was wondering yes and I need someone who can be like okay she's into so much and help me focus but I'm definitely have some cuck parts but more of a cuck slut than a cuck queen I'm still learning to be in that position of power but I love to be like the sluttiest slut that like is you know, the secret whore. Like, my Spanx partner right now fucks other ladies, and I love hearing about it. And that's brand, brand new for him. And I'm just like, tell me, tell me, tell me. You know, <laughs> I don't get a lot of details, but I really, really get off on that. So I would definitely want someone who's down to play in group settings, who wants to take me to a play party, and I don't have to talk, and they just tell me, you know, they make sure that I'm safe, and they tell me who's going to use me tonight, and they create this you know, container. And I want the mutual like responsiveness of the hotness, someone who is like excited about my bucket list. Like I interview people who have bucket lists with their partners and I want that. Like that would be my perfect, you know, I mean, not that our update episodes aren't totally satisfying, but like if I had someone who was like sharing my bed at night, who like every day was like, all right, babe, what are we doing this weekend? I'm like, that's fucking hot. 
Well, aren't you doing that with your spanking guy? Like, is that person, isn't he checking stuff off with you? That partner guy that you have in your life? A little bit. It's sporadic and happenstancy. It's not like a thoughtful, we're not in a romantic relationship. We're in like a fun, like fuck fest, adventuresome friendship. (laughs) (laughs) Well, does he know you have a bucket list? Like maybe he'd be down to check anything off with you. (laughs) He loves my bucket list. And I made a him specific bucket list and we've done a few of those things. You know, and at the same time, I think the hottest, most attractive thing about having a partner or a main partner or like a consistent partner where there's emotional connection is that extra level of excitement. You know, like people want to help me cross off bucket list stuff. But if someone wants to help me cross off bucket list stuff and like understands the multiple layers that it feeds me through, like that's so hot to me. You know, normally I talk and think so much that there's like nobody in the world who really wants to sit and listen to all of my thoughts. <laughs> there's someone for everyone. There's someone for we'll everyone. Why? If I Don't... Them in, yes, we'll 100%. Here's my question for you, though. Like after interviewing so many people, like there's not very many relationships out there that are super happy. Like I know one handful from real life. Oh, and I don't find that at all. Podcast. Really? Yeah, no, I have tons of wonderful relationships on my show. Listen, I have plenty that are cheating stories or people are living double lives, but I have a lot of relationships that have very strong foundations and had them way before they opened them up and they're open and they're still as into each other. And even in my life, listen, I don't think it's ever the majority. The majority is always garbage. And then there's always like that 10, 15% of like the good shit in everything, right? And same with relationships. A lot of people are having those really complicated, difficult relationships, but we have to have those things. That's how we learn and grow, whatever. But yeah, yeah. I know even in my life, there's plenty of people that just have really solid, great relationships. Sometimes it's the third marriage that they get that, you know, sometimes it's somebody is lucky enough to meet that person in fucking high school. I've heard those people, you know, everyone's life is different, but I do believe it's out there and it's available. And I don't think, though, that ones that aren't so perfect aren't valuable either. I had a lot of bad relationships, but every relationship I had taught me something and helped me with my growth. I mean, you have to sort of be in it and be having those kinds of relationships because it brings stuff to your life, even the bad ones. Sometimes the bad ones, you know, help you more than the good ones. And there's, you know, different timing for everyone. But I do believe that great relationships exist and it's just a matter of when you're ready for it or when you want it. And you have to just know that it does exist. I think that's the point. Well, so here's what I wanted to ask you, actually. You said you're open to being in a relationship, but like, what's the reason you would get in one? Because you're like me, but 20 years in the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, You know, there have been few times in my life where I really just want companionship. It's just about companionship. And I know when that happens, it becomes very clear to me. I'm very like black or white, right? So most of the time I don't want a relationship, but the times that I do and I want that, like I turn the light on and I always wind up meeting someone and it's never been like the perfect relationship. It doesn't mean like, you know, that, but when I want to like engage with a guy and have that kind of thing in my life, I just have the feeling for it. And it happens, it's very rare that I have that. It's really lately why I feel like I would want that is because I feel like I spent a long time building up my show and over through COVID, I started like monetizing it. And now like, I kind of feel like I'm good to go with it. And I got that and like, I'm a workaholic and all that, you know, and I have my son and he's like the love of my life. But I do feel like I could add that kind of companionship into my life. 
and it would be fun. And the one reason why that light bulb went off is I had a dream recently. And it was one of those dreams where it was like so real life. And the person I put in my dream was Louis C.K. Not because he had that whole masturbating thing. But I used to always feel like if I got stuck in an elevator with him, he would like be obsessed with me. Like our brains are so similar. Like I just like people I could have good conversations with. Right. So yeah. in my dream, you know, I was in a relationship with him and I liked him so much. And when I woke up, I was like, wow, I miss that feeling. I haven't felt that feeling of liking someone and getting excited for them to text me or if in a really long time. It was like right before my son was born, I dated someone that I really liked and that was the last time. So I want that feeling. I just want that feeling and that dream reminded me of it. It's not Louis C.K. It was the symbol of it. It reminded me of that feeling that I haven't had that I want. And I feel like in the past when maybe I've had those dreams before or that thought, I was like, oh, I got to do this and I got to do that. But like right now, I feel like every I'm like sort of on autopilot with everything in my life that I could tend to that part of my life and open it up and have that feeling and it wouldn't take away from anything else in my life. It would just add to it. So that's why. Does companionship like definitely include sex for you or is that a separate bucket? Yes. Okay. No, 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 no. That companionship is definitely is sex included for sure. But I always have a booty call in my life. Like I'm always getting fucked and laid by somebody, right? Yeah, yeah. And I always have the same person that's doing that. The companionship to me is somebody that, you know, is like a great friend, someone that I talk to, someone that likes to do the things that I like to do. You know, in my ultimate fantasy is a guy that loves going to the movies, wants to work out with me, is into health and fitness yes. and loves to watch TV and analyze. I need someone that is good good at conversations. That's the most important thing to me. And the last guy I dated was like that. I just loved talking to him. He was super interesting. And so that's a companionship I'm looking for. Someone who keeps me interested and is interesting and finds me interesting and is interested in me. And, you know, we like kind of the same things. That's what it becomes when you're old. You know, like you just want to, you know, you spend most of your life when you're young trying to, you know, get along with people that you don't really get along with and make it work and change for them or make them change for you. And then you get older and you're like, I don't need to hang around with anyone I don't agree with. Like, I just want to be friends with people that believe everything I do. We're on the same fucking page. There's no need for all that nonsense and arguing. You know what I mean? Like, you just want someone that's just easy. But you love discussions of opposing people. That's what I like. And debates. Oh, no, no, no. And debates for sure. But I think, you know, what's really important is that your morals and your values and yes. stuff, that has to be very aligned. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I have tons of friends that are very disagreeable with me on many kinds of things, right? But I would never date them on those important things because on those important things, we're very misaligned. You know, to me, those morals and values have to be very on par so that when we do have conversations and we are debating and we are talking, we're like on the same page, you know, so an open-minded as I I am and those kinds of things. I'm not, you know, dating a narcissist Republican. Right. Anymore. Right. I've <laughs> been there, done that. <laughs> don't need to have those kind of arguments. I don't give a shit about changing anyone, but I don't want anyone to try and change me. So, you know, just conversations to me are like good debates and analyzing things. I like to talk, but I want somebody who's equally as interesting, you know, and that's a little hard to find sometimes. I totally feel that. I also just want to fucking highlight what you said about don't try to change me. I get messages for you like when I've tried dating apps even from like through the podcast I had someone that was like wow you're amazing all of these things however I'd like you to consider maybe divorce your brand from nudity stop getting naked stop doing sex related things and then you'll be <laughs> and I was like uh, that's not realistic. what part of me do you like then <laughs> like what <laughs> you know and it's not the first time or the last time that I heard that so yeah I'm like you gotta love me as is otherwise go away 
Yeah, I think, listen, it's hard to find that right person. And I think that's the reason why people do wind up settling down because when you find it, it's not easy to find. And you're like, okay, all the stars align. Like, I like you, you like me. Like, this doesn't happen often. I'll hang my fucking hat here. But a lot of times it's either, you know, you meet the person, you like a lot of things, but you don't like that about them and you try and change them or they try and change you. That's just a lot of that nonsense that happens all the time. I mean, you know, everyone's like a unique individual. It's hard to find people that are really on that same page. But I think that there is that person out there for everybody. And it's just a matter of like being, you know, really open and really clear on the fact that you're ready for it and want it. And it shows up. That's how I believe. I think it's that kind of simple. And as I hear you talk, I'm actually in the perfect relationship, like non-relationship with my Spanx buddy because it's I get summoned. You know, we have enough trust that I feel really good about just getting summoned when I am desired. And we have set that up explicitly. Like there's a lot of respect. I grow so much. I learn so much. And we just have that kind of like mutual desire and overlap and he's interesting to talk to but we don't talk about you know like yeah that I was gonna say when you said I don't have a relationship I was gonna say you do though like that guy is a relationship yes. just because it doesn't fit in that box of like a, a relationship of that you know maybe is gonna be for 10 years married white pick fence you know it doesn't matter it's still a relationship we're not on a relationship escalator we have a type of human relationship in that we are in relation to one another Yeah, when I don't have that guy that's the companion, all that stuff, like I have a guy that I fuck and then I have guy friends that I go out with. I always need that guy energy in my life in a certain way because I like men. But sometimes when it's not all one person in a package, I get it in different ways, you know, but I'm satisfying my needs in other kinds of relationships, you know, those are relationships too. Yeah, honestly, one of the things that has been super hot to me is so I am also dating a couple of people, but I've been introduced for the first time in my life, like friends are introduced, friends and lovers. Like this is the hottest kink I think I've unlocked in the last couple of weeks. A lover introducing me to someone I might date or fuck. That's so hot to me. So I, that's when I'm like, oh shoot, I really got to cook things. So that's a perfect way to get set up right? because they know you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pimp you out because they know you and they know the other person. That's a great way. So I'm feeling very hopeful. To meet people. <laughs> Oh, the last thing that's Layla related is, have you heard of Pompoir? Pompoir. P-O-M-P-O-I-R. And apparently it's like kegels to the next level. Like it's basically like using your pussy muscles to do things to cocks. And I'm like, I want to learn that. So that's got to be in my future. Yeah, I love that. She brought that up on my last Girl Talk episode. She talked all about that. She interviewed somebody and it was kind of like you could give like a blowjob with your pussy, right? You could just do all kinds of things. Well, she was telling me about it and I'm like, I need to go talk to this person and learn. And the other thing is she said either before I do a fuck sandwich or before I do my masturbation reset. Oh, she walked me through the whole like, here's how she does a masturbation reset for 30 days. So I might take all of September to do that and like document. I'm not sure yet, but that's on the docket, you know, for resetting the way I touch myself and maybe like, culminating in a Sibian you know if I were to like stream every day a masturbation or something and like get a fuck machine at the end of it as a grand finale that's one of the other possible like pursuits for the future but the other thing that she was saying she said before we do our ethical porn slash slutty content creation relaxation weekend she said I need to try the O shot because she remember when we first talked to her and she's like I just got it we'll see she says it's amazing oh yeah 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 Uh uh-huh I don't think you need it. I, that's for like old people. I'm just curious. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't need anything, right? Like I could just, I think about that all the time. My life would be so different. It's like were... a 25-year-old taking Viagra. I don't, I don't okay. know. I, well, then I don't wait. advise putting that shit in because they're stimulating like hormones and stuff. I haven't done the research and I don't know medically about it. I thought it was more like a PRP thing. 
I mean, here's the thing. I'm not a person to go injecting stuff into my body willy-nilly. I don't even have any tattoos. I have pierced ears. That's pretty much it. Like, I have to get compelled to, like, do a thing. But she was very adamant. And I was like, hmm, I'll consider this at some point. So it could be in my future. So in the meantime, I read a book called Cam Girl by Issa Mazzei. I don't know how to say her last name. Mazzei? It's Italian. That book was, like, it was a lot. It was an intense like, she basically gets into BDSM, but, like, not really knowing about it through camming. And it, there's a lot of, like, tough stuff in there. However, it was full of excellent details, incredibly well written. And I was like, wait, wait. I was doing live streams on Patreon, which I've stopped because I was like, I don't know. I can't even get naked. I don't know. I'm not sure I'm going to. Literally, I didn't understand what camming was. I've interviewed cam people. I didn't realize they played games. I didn't realize how. So now I'm like, oh my God, should I do camming? Like every single time I interview a new type of sex worker, I'm like that one next. So that is in the running. I'm like, could I combine this with the September, you know, masturbation back to school reset? Maybe. But then I'm also like, really, I've been like dying to do panty selling for two years. I have a giant tub full of my old panties, like the first panties I ever bought for myself in high school at the mall, like at PacSun. I have like old socks. I have all of these things. And one of the things that I'm wondering about, too, as I think about the foot fetish stuff is like, it's almost like my desires for these fetishes aren't necessarily related to the real people who have them because I don't understand how their brains work yet. But I also just haven't talked to enough of them. So those are some of my like, sex explorations in the future. I'm also just working on getting a sex toy sponsorship because I'm like, that would be the perfect bucket list partnership. You want to talk about perfect partnerships? That's what I want. Someone who just buys me sex toys. <laughs> and then I can play with them <laughs> and show them. And if that is a brand and not a person, that's fine too. <laughs> that's a great perfect fit sponsorship. So put that on your list. I mean, that's not even a bucket list. That's just like on a it professional. Is. Oh, isn't it? I mean, I don't know. I don't really have a good delineation because I'm like, are any of these? I mean, there's all they're all kind of professional, but they're all kind of personal in both ways. And I've really just mixed my life together. But yeah, if anyone out there has favorite brands or favorite toys, like types of toys, I'm just wildly curious. And then I don't know. Yeah. Where am I going to store them all? I don't know. So how do they if they have that kind of information? Where do you want that? You want them to email, email you? Email me at sexstoriespodcast.com. And then I'm going to add more stuff to my bucket list. Though I feel like that's a lot for now. There's still in-progress stuff. And I might do a poll. I think I will do a poll to see what other little things I should add in the meantime. Should I try my first Spotify poll? Maybe that's what I'll do. <laughs> Thank you for letting me update you. Yeah, thanks for the update. If anyone wants to take her poll, go to Spotify. Anyone wants to email her their information, go there. If you're on YouTube, make some comments. Why I was also on YouTube as well. All of her links will be in the description. Thanks for calling in. Thank you, Kathy.